Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're tuned into The Bill Riley Show from the Valley Collision Studios of ESPN 700. Here's Bill Riley. Porter, Porter, hey, hey. are hey, we live? Porter. Are we, yeah, we're live. Are we on Porter. air here? Is this thing on? Welcome back in to the Bill Riley Show. <laughs> we're still on air. We are still going. Hoping to be joined by Brent Brown of Pro Football Focus here momentarily, but uh, until we get him on the line, let's uh, let's talk some football. Let's talk oh, some pro okay. football, even Steve oh, Bartle. Okay. Uh, we we mentioned a little bit with Cam Dalton Kincaid moving into the tight end role in it. An offense in Buffalo who's clearly, clearly prolific. Very. Dawson prolific. Knox is already there in the tight end room. You add Dalton Kincaid there as well. How do you feel about his prospects as a as a first year tight end, a pass catcher in an offense that that really just lets Josh Allen throw the ball around? Well, look, like Dalton's biggest strengths as a player, right, are, are his his strengths as a pass catcher, right? I think you know we saw that. Uh, very much was we saw that that was very much the case at Utah. Just his ability to make catches look routine, look mundane, and then make the incredible special grabs. You know whether it be up the seam um, or or down the sideline. Just you know his ability as a pass catcher, the talent level there is just his catch radius incredible. If you get it within like six He's feet, getting it. I, I remember like. Almost testing Dalton. It was more of a game, but I was testing Dalton. Like, only use one hand. Sure. I'm going to throw this ball around this area, right? Yeah. And I would throw it, like, clear up above Dalton, and he, one hand, just boop, yeah. boop, boop. That's that he, basketball background, bro. Yeah. He's, he's he's going up to get a get an alley-oop, get a rebound. Like, that's that's what he's about. And so I, I love the fit. I think he's going to do fantastic there because I think Buffalo understands what he is. They're not trying to make him this traditional wide tight end, this inline tight no. end. They're trying to use his strengths, and I think that that's fantastic. So I think it's a great fit overall. He did improve. In his blocking, his yeah. his line of scrimmage play at his time at Utah, but that's not why he got that's drafted not in the his, first round. That's yeah, that, let's no. be very clear. Let's uh, let's ask Ben Brown what he thinks of the fit with Dalton Kincaid in Buffalo. We'll get to some other Ute prospects and and get to some pro football stuff as well. But uh, Ben Brown, pro football focus, joins us as he does every uh, month or so, maybe a little less often during the off season, but always good to hear from our friends at PFF. Ben, how's it going, man? Hey guys, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always it's always a pleasure for sure. 
Of course, of course. And uh, Steve and I were, were bringing you in, talking about Dalton Kincaid, his fit with the Buffalo Bills, obviously a Utah product. We're sitting here in, in uh, Les Olson company with one Cam Rising, who threw the ball to him a lot of times over the course of the last year. How does Dalton slide into that role with, with Buffalo, and, and what do you think of his prospects as a, as a first-year tight end? Yeah, I do think it is a really interesting and intriguing fit. Obviously, you know, the, the expectation is that the Bills are going to run out there, um, you know, a few more, you know, two heavy type sets basically with him and Dawson Knox. But I also think that they view both of those guys as potential, you know, fill-ins, I would say, at like this secondary wide receiver position, even slot wide receiver position. I think, you know, moving him out, out of being in line, basically, I think could really open up a lot of things for them offensively. Uh, and they don't really, I would say, have that kind of counter outside of Stefan Diggs. I think Gabriel Davis is much more of that downfield type deep threat, but hasn't really developed, I would say, you know, a lot of the precision, I would say, to be maybe effective in the slot. Uh, so I do think Dalton Kincaid probably makes the most sense. Um, you know, I'd say from the Bills' offense, the kind of focal point on that. Um, you know, they still have a guy like Naheem Hines who might be a little bit of the third down work, but I just feel like, you know, going up and actually getting Dolan Kincaid first tight end off the board, they're going to utilize him in a lot of ways. And I don't think he's necessarily going to be simply, you know, a gadget type tight end, but I think he's very much going to have, you know, a, a lot of manufactured targets in this offense. And I think that's going to be exciting to see him, you know, how much he can potentially produce in his rookie season already. Ben, I'm curious, what do you think his the odds are on him potentially, you know, earning the Offensive Rookie of the Year award? Yeah, I know he's down uh, just a little bit historically, you know, tight end. It, it is really yeah. tough, I would say, to, um, you know, not only, not only get into the conversation, but actually just produce, you know, at a decently high-end level. But I think there's definitely some opportunity. I think if you think the Bills – in a lot of ways, they're going to probably improve on where they were at last season offensively and kind of get back to where they were at when Brian DeBull was the offensive coordinator for them. Uh, I think the missing piece for them last year was definitely that secondary, you know, wide receiver position. And I think that they drafted Dalton Kincaid with the idea that he could fill a lot of those, you know, types of targets in a way. And if he does, you know, he, he, he could very much be, um, you know, in line to at least be in the conversation towards the end of the season. I do think it would probably take, you know, um, you know, guys, guys like Anthony Richardson and maybe even Bryce Young not necessarily starting right out of training camp or at least mm. struggling in a lot of ways and maybe not getting close to, like, the playoff race in order for, you know, one of these wide receivers or tight ends to happen. But I still think it's definitely a possibility, and I do think that, you know, Kincaid specifically has, uh, in a lot of ways, a more sure path to – targets than you know basically every other receiver that was drafted in the first round maybe outside of Jordan Addison so that's kind of where I would expect his usage to be and I think that he could you know very much get into the conversation with a lot of red zone usage as well I think. So just sticking with the with the theme here of the offensive rookie of the year award who would you peg as like your top three favorites to to uh, potentially win it? Yeah, I think the one that I'm intrigued by, given the current uh, betting number, I would say, is uh, Anthony Richardson. I think you can find him at basically like plus 900 right now. Uh, I I just think he does have this probably unique upside that we haven't seen in quite some time. And I think he is going to produce, you know, a a number of eye-popping type plays. And when that happens, I think there's going to be a lot of hype and a lot of potential built in his direction. So I do like that. I, I'm not confident, I guess, that he's going to be starting, you know, from week one. I do think, you know, it seems like Gardner Minshew might be the, 
you know, odds on favorite, I would say, to potentially win the job out of training camp, given his, you know, familiarity with Shane Steichen and what they probably want to run in Indianapolis. But I think sooner rather than later, you know, especially given, um, you know, I would say the state of the rest of the Colts roster that, um, that, that, that they're going to want to find out what they have in Anthony Richardson sooner rather than later. And I think that when they do that, you know, th- there's going to be some really high highs, maybe some really low lows, but I, I think there's probably going to be enough, you know, gaudy type plays where he could very much be in the conversation. So I, I like him quite a bit. Um, it is an interesting and a unique year, I would say, from the offensive rookie of the year. I think, you know, the the, the betting favorite right now very much is Bajan Robinson. Um, I do think he would have to get, you know, a ton of carries and other, uh, you know, opportunities in that Falcons offense. And I think they have a lot of talented playmakers. So I do think that ball is probably going to be a little bit more evenly distributed than what it would need to be. Uh, and I just, I'm just not confident in him, you know, potentially hitting 300 carries for a team that might only go, you know, seven and 10 or something like that. So I think fading for John Robinson, maybe looking at, uh, you know, the second tier of the quarterback position or, or, or taking a long shot like Don Kincaid are probably my favorite options right now. All right, Ben, let's, let's do a little QB exercise and, and I'll, I'll do a little local tie in there as well. There's three quarterbacks who were playing here in the state of Utah, uh, 2020 ish, uh, where there was hefty debate about which one of them was the best, which one of them was in the NFL. Well, all three of them are now in the NFL. They're having uh, very different runs of it, but all three of them are also uh, kind of topics of conversation this offseason because of where they are and, and their backup roles. Uh, let's start New York. Aaron Rodgers is headed to the Jets, which puts Zach Wilson on the back burner, former BYU quarterback. What what do you make of that quarterback room, and, and what does Aaron Rodgers to New York do, maybe even for Zach Wilson? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if you are you know kind of a Zach Wilson fan, you do have to at least – I would say I think he can benefit from being in the same room as Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you know, it's a different situation than what what Rodgers was dealing with in Jordan Love and Green Bay, but it seems like in a lot of ways, just given his, I would say, current, uh, you know, trajectory or or what we kind of saw from Jordan Love, like he was really, I would say, in a lot of ways, not great to start, but has, you know, very much transitioned to the point where he very much seems ready to start. And I think that, you know, with Zach Wilson maybe getting off to a little bit of a rocky start in his NFL career, like I I think getting a little bit of that veteran presence, especially from a guy that is playing and is going to be telling him kind of like what he's seen on the sidelines and they can kind of go through the, the progressions and the reads and those sorts of things and kind of understand together and dissect the defenses together. I, I think it's a learning opportunity for Zach. And I think if he kind of, you know, uh, I would say kind of takes it on this, this backup quarterback role and embraces it, he's going to learn a lot. And I do think he's probably going to get an opportunity um, to at least maybe win a starting job at some point, or at least get, you know, a starting opportunity in an NFL game. And I think he absolutely has to be ready um, when that time actually comes. But I do think, you know, hoping that Aaron Rodgers rubs off on him, you know, is very much a thing that I think is going to be good long-term for his career, I would say. And on, and on the other side, it's Jordan Love, the former Aggies quarterback, who is replacing Aaron Rodgers, at least in theory. How much have you seen from, from Jordan Love? How high on him were you as a prospect? And, and, and what do you feel about him taking over the helm at, at Lambeau? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I would say that you know overall as a prospect, I, I was maybe in some ways surprised that um, the Packers went up and drafted him in round one in 2020. I, I didn't know if I had you know, kind of like a first-round grade on him. And then we haven't, I would say, in a lot of ways seen a lot. But, you know, some of his performances, especially last year, I think, 
are, I would say, very intriguing to the point where uh, I do understand why, you know, the Packers actually moved on from Aaron Rodgers and very much want to figure out what they have in Jordan Love. Because I think, you know, specifically, you know, the Eagles game last year graded really well from a, from a, from a passing perspective. Didn't have a ton of volume, but, like, these are spots where, you know, if he can perform against some of the better teams in the NFL and the way in which he did last season – we're not going to see, I would say, the rebuild that everyone's kind of projecting to happen in Green Bay. So I think overall, even though I maybe wasn't as high in him as a prospect, it maybe felt like he, it maybe it didn't make sense that he was a first-round draft pick. Um, I do think now it seems like he has all all the tools in place to be a really successful NFL starting quarterback. And if that, you know, was kind of the read on him coming out. Uh, a Utah State, I do think that you know the, the Packers probably hit the nail on the head, and I do think we at least the exciting part is we get to kind of find that out relatively quickly. But uh, they definitely have the pieces in place, I would say, for him to be really successful here really early on. While the Ravens were trying to figure out contract situations with Lamar Jackson, uh, when things were very much up in the air, they decided to bring Tyler Huntley back. They signed him to a one-year, nearly $3 million deal to, to bring him back to Baltimore. Uh, obviously, Lamar's the starter. He's he's the guy there. But how do you feel about Tyler's prospects? Uh, not only right now, but but obviously he's kind of auditioning for maybe a different job. Right, I, and that's and I think this is kind of the you know the weird thing about that twenty twenty class. But I thought you know Tyler Huntley specifically, you know, from PFS perspective, I think he was like the most accurate, um, most accurate quarterback basically in that twenty twenty class. So the, you know the fact that he didn't really get the opportunity in the draft. Like maybe people projected, I thought was also a really big surprise. So uh, although I may have been might have been a little bit low on Jordan Love, I was pretty high on Tyler Huntley, and, and I think he's only you know absolutely lived up to kind of my expectation in a lot of ways. I, I do think the environment you know around him in Baltimore makes a lot of sense. Uh, I do think it fits really well. And kind of going back to the Zach Wilson thing, like he is allowed to kind of learn from. Uh, you know, a Lamar Jackson type who kind of has a similar skill set to him, and they can you know in a lot of ways figure out how to kind of attack these defenses together. And I think that that's only, you know, built about built in him a confidence when he has had the opportunity to start that he has performed really well. And, and I think we're only going to see that continue. So I, I, I don't know if, you know, his best scenario is maybe going to a, a worse team and trying to win, you know, a starting job out of training camp or, you know, kind of continuing on this path of being the Baltimore Ravens backup quarterback, knowing he's going to get some shots to play and, and knowing that the offense is very much you know, suited to his skill set in a lot of ways. But I expect, you know, a lot of the same from Tyler Huntley. And I think it's been, you know, a really successful, I would say, backup quarterback option at the NFL level. That is Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus. I was late getting to him on the clock, so we're going to let him go a quick one today. But we appreciate you stopping by and covering some, some local pros. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.